Do our processes, training, and marketing really align with what our customers care about most? In this short series, I'm covering some concepts I think are sometimes forgotten, but are critical to address when developing raving fans. Stay tuned to hear a concept we take for granted, but when we are wrong, can cost us dearly. Running a service business can be hard. It is not unusual for business owners in industries like contracting, home repair, auto repair, business-to-business services like janitorial, IT and accounting, and many others to feel overwhelmed by all the priorities facing them at any given time. Between addressing the needs of the customers, managing the employees, figuring out the financials, and getting processes in place, feeling like you're making significant progress on your business journey can be difficult. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. So in full transparency, I'm going to try to do this in a format, this audio-only format, which might be a little tricky, but I'm pretty confident I can pull it off to a reasonable degree. Usually I have the ability to draw this out, which makes it a lot easier to follow, but hopefully I can explain this in a way that that makes sense. So I'd like you to just picture in front of you a bucket on the left-hand side and a bucket on the right-hand side. So you have two buckets in front of you. And the bucket on the on the left is like a color like ice blue. And this bucket represents your customer's perspective, uh, your customer's belief and confidence that your industry can solve their problem. So the ice blue bucket in front of you represents the customer's belief that your industry can solve their problem. Now, an empty bucket would mean they have no confidence or no understanding or no comprehension. They don't connect the dots at all that your industry can solve their problem. So a full bucket means they 100% know your industry is the one that solves the problem they have. An empty bucket means they have a problem, they don't connect the dots that your industry solves this problem, or they don't trust your industry, or they don't know how it works, or whatever. So a full bucket is they they have confidence, um, they have uh, peace of mind, they have trust, they have understanding, they have all these things that would make them believe this is the industry I'm going to go with to solve this problem. Empty bucket would mean they don't have that stuff. And of course, anything in between would be they might have some understanding. They might have some clarity. They might have some confidence. They might have a little piece of mind. They don't trust it, whatever. The bucket on the right in front of you, we're going to call this one cactus green. Now, this bucket represents your prospective customer, your prospective customer's belief and confidence that your company can solve their problem. So cactus green is for the company. Ice blue is for the industry. So you got two buckets in front of you. One on the left is blue. One on the right is green. The left bucket, which is blue, represents the customer's confidence, understanding, trust, and peace of mind. The industry that you're in can solve their problem. And the bucket on the right is um, the customer's uh, belief of all those things, trust, peace of mind, confidence, understanding that your company can solve their problem. So to have a customer who's ready to buy from us, both buckets must be filled to a suitable level with things like that understanding, trust, confidence, peace of mind. You know, really it's about trust, right? We all know that really it's about trust, but you could throw in understanding, confidence, peace of mind. Those things all kind of play a factor in there too. But ultimately for a customer to buy from us, both buckets 
they have to believe that our industry is the one that can solve their problem or should solve their problem. And our company is the one that should solve their problem. And one of the things I see people get, get uh, business owners make the mistake of is they make wild assumptions that both buckets are full or one is full and they only need to speak to the other or vice versa. I'm going to go through some examples of what I mean here. Now, sometimes it's super clear. I have a leak in a, in a pipe. I have a, a drain that's backed up. I'm not likely to have a lot of confusion about who I call for that. It's in most cases, I'm going to guess people who are making those phone calls or doing those Google searches, they know I'm looking for a plumber. That's not likely to be unclear. However, if I were to talk about the same thing with bookkeeping, for example, and I asked your average business owner who's never hired a bookkeeper, what does a bookkeeper do? They would have a lot less confidence about what a bookkeeper does by and large, not, not, you know, there's, there's exceptions, everything. I get that. But if I ask 10,000 business owners, what's a bookkeeper do? I would likely get a lot of people who are like, I, they, they keep the books up. <laughs> That's why I said, well, what does that mean? What specifically do they do? What, what, what are they doing? What do they not do? What do you, when you hire a bookkeeper, what do you as a business owner still do versus what they do? There might be a, a lot more confusion about that, for example. So why this matters is because many times when we approach our messaging, we're making assumptions that are just not plain true. So let me go through a couple examples here of what this looks like when it, when it goes wrong. So one way is to, is to spend our limited time that the customer cares about what we're saying, which in a marketing message could be less than seven seconds. In an in-person sales presentation could be less than five minutes. We have a limited amount of time where they feel it's appropriate and reasonable to pay attention to what we're saying. If we use that time explaining the things that they already believe they understand to the degree they need to know. Now, notice I did not say they understand things to the degree necessary or the degree we think they should. But if we try to explain things to them that, that in, in a situation where they think they already got it and we're spending our time talking about something they think they already got, we're going to lose them. So, for example, I'm going to pick on plumbers here for a minute. I had the credentials to do that. So, um, uh, send your hate mail to hello at serviceindustrysuccess.com and you can tell me how about how, how you want to join my new group. So I'm going to pick on plumbers here because this is something I, I've seen personally um, over over many years. Part of the uh, commonly, what's part of the sales and marketing process for many plumbing, not all, many plumbing companies is working in these ideas and concepts that the plumbing industry is responsible in part for the health of the nation, which is true, by the way. Uh, if you didn't have clean water and adequate waste removal, uh, our society would be a lot more sick than it is. No question about that, all right? Plumbers also commonly work into their marketing and sales process. You know, the, the, the idea is that they have a lot of certifications which hold their industry to a high standard, which is also true. I'm not questioning that. I, I'm a firm believer in that. Meanwhile, in the vast majority of the cases, the customer believes, right or wrong, fair or unfair, the customer believes the plumber standing in front of them is able to fix the leak, and they don't need any more explaining about why they should call a plumber versus somebody in a different industry. They got it. They called the, they called the person in the industry they thought would solve their problem. They don't need any more explanation. You can't, you can't take their, their confidence and beliefs that they called the right industry from a, from a nine and a half to a, a 43 on a scale of one to 10. It doesn't work that way. They, they got it. 
they 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 know they called the right industry. Explaining to them why they should call the industry that they've already called is a massive waste of time and quite frankly just pisses them off sometimes. Like at some point they're gonna go, I got this. Why are you explaining to me things I already know? Why are you treating me like I'm an idiot that I should call the industry that I called? <laughs> This doesn't make any sense for you to sit here and explain to me in more detail why I should call you when I've already called you. Like this, this is a thing I have personally witnessed myself. And if your messaging is is somehow trying to convince us some, something they think they already know, again, I'm not saying that they know it to the degree you want them to know. They know it to the degree that they think they need to know. You're not speaking about, you're not speaking to them where they are in their decision-making process. And you're going to annoy them. Conversely, imagine you're a CPA firm and you do business valuations. You can't just assume that everyone knows accountants do business valuations. That is not accurate. There are plenty of people who know someday they need to get their business valuated and need to assign some kind of monetary value that if you ask them and put a gun to their head and said, who do you call to do this would go, I have no idea. I don't know who does this thing. So. If a person needs a service, they might not even know where to begin looking. So back to the plumber example, the bucket, the blue bucket on the left, when they call a plumber because they have a leak, that blue bucket on the left is full. It's overflowing when they call. I know I'm calling the right industry. The CPA firm that does business valuations, their client could be looking for somebody who does business valuations, and that bucket could be nearly empty because they don't really know who to call to solve that problem. So assuming that our target, our, our target audience knows who to call to do business valuations would make our messaging unclear because we're going to speak as if they already know this and when in fact they may not. So for example, if you Google who does business valuations, you get a variety of answers like accountants, obviously, business brokers, business appraisers, financial advisors, um, uh, special, what was the other thing? Um, uh, acquisition and merger specialists. So if you begin your messaging as if the prospect already believes that accountants are the best choice and are therefore focusing your messaging only on the way they should choose your firm instead of brand X and not explaining why they should hire an accountant instead of a business broker, for example, you're not speaking to where they are. So back to the plumbing example, if we're focusing our time talking about why it's important to choose somebody in our industry and we're not talking about why they should choose our company instead of brand X. We're not speaking to the points that they need to hear. Conversely, if we're the CPA firm that does business valuations and we are not explaining to them why they should use an accountant to do this versus a business broker, and we only start telling them why our accounting firm is better than brand X accounting firm, we're not speaking to where they are. More on that in a second. First, let me tell you about some of the questions we've been addressing this in real time in my new weekly group I've been telling you about, Service Business Academy. These are real questions from real members that we have asked and answered in real time over the last few weeks. First question, at what point do you make the decision to scale and grow? How do I know it's, it's time to hire another person? Question two, I have an employee who applied but didn't get for a management position. This employee is critical and we can't afford to lose him. How do we keep this employee and how do we avoid making this mistake in the future? Question three, it seems like all I ever hear from my CPA is no. How do I know when it's time to push back and when to listen? What is my relationship with my CPA supposed to look like? Question four, how do I put a lead follow-up plan together? So 
listen, you're not doing yourselves any favors by committing to a plan of learning every lesson in business the hard way. Do yourself a massive favor and save all the time, money, energy, and aggravation that comes with learning these things through trial and error and join a membership. Join a program where other like-minded business owners just like you who have faced exact problems you're facing can help you walk through these things in an actionable step-by-step manner. Membership costs less than you think. I can nearly guarantee the price is not going to be an obstacle. To try it out at no charge, just send a quick introductory email to hello at serviceindustrysuccess.com with the word group in the subject line. Again, price will almost certainly not be an issue, and there's zero risk to try it out. Come check it out for free. If you don't like it, no problem. Just send a quick introductory email to hello at serviceindustrysuccess.com with the word group in the subject line, and I'll get you all the details. All right, so we have to understand, as with this whole series, I've been saying, we have to understand who we're talking to. If we're not talking to somebody, we're not talking to anybody. That's a very, very true thing. It's a saying in marketing. We cannot speak to the public at large and, and have a message is going to resonate with the people we're hoping to get. We have to identify identify who we're talking to, what they care about, where they're at in the conversation, and speak to that. So in this case, we have to know who we're talking to and what is their understanding that our industry solves a problem they have. Now, for some of us, again, it's like, duh, you have a roof leak, you call a roofer. Got it. For other industries, it's not always so clear. And what is their understanding of why our company is the best choice? So if, yeah, duh, I call a roofer to come out and fix my roof leak, and the roofer goes out there and explains all the certifications the roofing industry now has and all the the progress the roofing industry has made over the last 20 years about getting more competent people and all, you know, because we used to have a bunch of shysters in this industry and blah, blah, blah. Like, that is all wasted time. If they have 100% understanding and confidence and belief and peace of mind and trust that our industry is the right one, we don't need to sell them on that. We need to sell them on why they should choose our company instead of a competitor. On the other hand, if they don't understand that our industry solves this problem that they have, we can't leap to explaining why our company is better than Brand X. We have to first help them connect the dots that our industry is the best one to solve this problem. We must speak to them where they are. We cannot spend our precious little time explaining things they believe they already know. And conversely, we can't take for granted they know things that they don't know. We have to know where to speak to them. And I can already hear people screaming at me. uh, You know, like I talk about, we can't spend our precious little time explaining things that they already know or they already believe they know. I can hear people like screaming. (laughs) Yeah, but they're wrong. They think they know, but they don't. And to which I say, so what? You're not likely to convince them that they're wrong in a marketing message that they're going to spend less than 10 seconds with. And until you get on the job site, you're not going to be able to convince them these things are wrong. And even when you get on the job site, sometimes you're not going to convince them. So do you really want to try to spend your marketing dollars trying to change the perception of the customer? Or do you want to speak to them where they're at and attract them to call you? Those are not the same goals. So I get that sometimes people understand, think they understand things and they're completely wrong. I get that. But we don't have to convince people who know which industry to call, why they should call the industry they've already called. Conversely, we can't assume that they know things that they don't. If they've, if they've not ever done this thing before, they don't maybe know people who've done this thing before, like business valuations is a great example. They don't even know who to ask. Like this maybe does not even come up in a conversation except for three times in the last 20 years, and they don't remember those conversations. We can't assume that they know our industry is the right one. We have to educate them on that stuff. But if they know, we can't educate them again and continuing telling them things that they think they already know, because all we're going to do is make them angry. All we're going to do is show them that we don't get them. 
And once they think we don't get them, we are out, period. All right, to try my new group, Service Business Academy, we provide immediate problem solving and you can come check it out. No charge, first time, just send a quick introductory email to hello at serviceindustrysuccess.com with the word group and subject line. Don't forget, if you haven't yet, subscribe, share this podcast with a friend, give us a rating and review, uh, follow all those great things. Again, I know it's obnoxious to hear me talk about this stuff all the time, but this is the way it is. This is the world we're in. The only way to grow these things is for with audience participation, and that is just a fact. So I'm sorry I have to keep bringing it up, but this is the world. It's, it's Brian against the algorithm. If you're watching this video, leave a comment. That'd be great. Anyhow, thanks a lot for tuning in. That's it for this week, and I'll see you all next week.